For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Der Show. Um, finally, U.S. intelligence has confirmed publicly that um, Hamas has been using hospitals as command centers and hiding their tunnel entrances, their commanders, uh, and now we know also hostages, some of the hostages uh, beneath patients in hospitals, knowing that Israel either has to leave them alone and allow them to continue to kill Israelis who go after them, and in the process there will be some um, Palestinian babies that, that are killed. Uh, intelligence also has confirmed now, American intelligence, uh, and there are videotapes of it, that Israel sent fuel to the hospitals to allow the generators to keep going, to keep the babies alive, and that Hamas has been stealing all the fuel and thereby causing the death of the baby. So I want to make a direct accusation right here. Hamas has deliberately, deliberately murdered Palestinian babies in Gaza hospitals in order to implement what I have called its dead baby strategy, what it itself calls the CNN strategy. There's just no question about how the law regards that. Uh, the law regards every single baby's death in a Gaza hospital that is being used by Hamas as a terrorist base and from which Hamas has stolen fuel necessary to keep the babies alive. The law is clear. Hamas is guilty of every one of those murders. Hamas is murdering Palestinian babies. They're not satisfied to murder, behead, burn Jewish babies, Israeli babies. They're murdering Palestinian babies, but they've been doing that for 20 years. They've used babies as human shields. In one of my books, I quote one of the leaders of Hamas saying our children, our women, the elderly are all um, uh, part of our, our martyr system. We use them as human shields. Um, and um, some of them do it voluntarily. Obviously, babies don't. Uh, babies are the real victims here, but they're not the victims of Israel. Israel has sent fuel to let the generators operate, to let surgery continue. Um, Israel has sent other medical resources, and Hamas steals them all and uses them for its own uh, military attacks against Israel to fuel rockets and, and to fuel uh, tunnels and to um, uh, encourage uh, the, the terrorism against Israel. Uh, that's the fact. And, and, and the major criminal here is Hamas, but the second criminal, the complicit co-conspirator is the media, because without the media, the Hamas strategy wouldn't work. The Hamas strategy requires CNN and other, other media to show the dead babies and not to explain that these dead babies were killed by Hamas. 
to make it seem as if these dead babies were killed by Israel. No, they weren't killed by Israel. It may have been an Israeli bomb or gun that was the direct cause of the death. But again, it's the hostage example that I've given over and over again, and nobody has refuted. A lot of you have written me nasty letters about how maybe Hamas is correct, but nobody has refuted this. I challenge anybody to refute it. If I am robbing a bank and I take a hostage and I shoot from behind the hostage and start killing people and the police aim at me to try to kill me, the hostage taker, but instead kill the hostage, I, the hostage taker, am guilty of the murder, not the policeman whose bullet killed the hostage. The same thing is true in Gaza hospitals. The bomb, the bullet that killed the child may have come from an Israeli weapon, but the murderer is the people who are holding these children as human shields. They could easily have evacuated this hospital long, long, long time ago. Israel has offered to evacuate the hospital, indeed to take the children to Israel, which has some of the best hospitals in the world, and, and, and treat them. And many, by the way, Gazans and Palestinians from the West Bank have been treated in Israeli hospitals and cured. I remember when uh, the second in command of the Palestinian Authority, uh, I had dinner with, with him, uh, Saeed Arkat, and, uh, and Abbas, the head of the Palestinian Authority, had dinner with him in Washington, D.C., and Ericot was suffering from a lung disease. And he said, uh, he looked at all the hospitals in the area and decided that the best hospital was a hospital in Israel. Um, and the Israelis were willing to treat him. Ultimately, he decided to be treated elsewhere and he, he did not survive, he died. But um, Israel treats Palestinians all the time and they treat them equally. Um, the rule in Israel is you don't treat somebody according to their politics, but according to uh, triage rules, the most serious are, and the most curable are treated, uh, are treated first. So um, you just can't blame Israel for these deaths. The, the, the deaths are the direct responsibility of Hamas. You know, it may sound cruel to talk about dead baby tactics, strategies, and to talk about Hamas is guilty of murdering babies, but it's the truth. And President Biden and U.S. intelligence went halfway. They announced just today that, yes, U.S. intelligence has confirmed that at least two of the major hospitals in Gaza have been used uh, as um, uh, weapon depots and uh, strategic command centers and rocket launching areas. Yes, yes. And that's all in violation of international law of war. Yes, yes, that's that's true. But then Biden says, and Israel, therefore, should take care to make sure not to kill any civilians in the hospital. No, you can't do that. A friend of mine uh, told me the other day that um, the... Um, um, the, the uh, Arab countries, some have called the Israeli government, this is a guy who knows, and basically said, look, we have two wishes. Uh, we want you to get rid of Hamas, kill every single Hamas terrorist, get rid of every Hamas commander, get rid of Hamas, but don't kill any civilians. And, and the Israeli to whom that call was made said, yeah, do you have a magic bullet that only kills Hamas terrorists and doesn't kill civilians, please give it to us. We would be so anxious to use it because Israel never wants to kill a civilian. It loses every time it kills a civilian. 
and Hamas gains every time Israel kills a Palestinian civilian, just as Hamas gains every time it kills an Israeli civilian. So when, if you see a dead civilian anywhere in the Middle East, you know it's Hamas's fault. If you see a dead soldier, okay. Um, if it's a Hamas fighter, Israel did it, and they're entitled to, and I hope they do more. Uh, I want to see every Hamas fighter, every terrorist uh, captured, killed, at least neutralized, not able to attack and rape and behead and burn uh, more Israelis, not be able to kill more Palestinian babies. Uh, but you can't get the media to explain that. If it bleeds, it leads. And if what bleeds is a baby, it leads even more. So CNN is going to continue to show the dead babies. Uh, all the media is going to continue to show the dead babies. That gets viewers. Sitting down and analyzing who caused the death of those babies, oh, that's boring, boring. No, we don't want to know the cause. We don't want to know the root cause. We don't want to know how it came about. No, all we want to do is see dead babies. We see dead babies. It bleeds. It leads. We don't need anything else. So the second group that is complicit in this dead baby strategy are the media. You know who the third group is? This is going to sound surprising to a lot of people. Doctors. Doctors. Doctors in Gaza, including doctors without border, including doctors who work for the UN. Why? Because they are lying. They know that Hamas is using these hospitals as command and control centers. They know it. And they go on CNN and say, oh, I've been working in this hospital for 10 years. I've never seen a Hamas fighter. Bull. You have. You know you have. There's now some videotape that proves it. Just as this videotape today that was shown by the IDF that shows a Hamas fighter with an RPG, I think I have the initials right, on his shoulder, a rocket on his shoulder, walking into the hospital. He wasn't walking in for a hangnail. He was walking in to hide, going home. He was walking into the hospital to go to the command center and hide his, uh, his weapon. Uh, we know that Hamas uses hospitals as launching pads. They use mosques. They use elementary school, kindergartens. Um, we know that. Israel now has captured some of these hospitals, and they found weapons. And they found also women's clothing that suggests that the hospital tunnels beneath the hospitals, the hospitals themselves, were used to house the hostages, the Jewish and Israeli hostages who have been held, they've been held in these hospitals because Hamas wants to be able to trade these hostages or would do whatever or threaten to kill them, whatever. But um, but they're valuable commodities. And so they're kept in the hospitals. It's so obvious, but you can't talk to these people who are demonstrating who are calling for a ceasefire. A ceasefire means Hamas will do it again and again and again. Wash, rinse, repeat. Michael Finnegan, begin again. Michael Finnegan, begin again. That's Hamas. It does the same thing over and over again. It's the opposite of Einstein's alleged statement. If you do the same thing and it doesn't work and you do it again, you think it will work, that's insanity. But let me tell you what's insanity. What's really insanity is if you do the same thing over and over again, and it works, and you don't continue to do it. And that's why Hamas will continue to kill Israeli civilians 
will continue to raid Israel, will continue to send rockets, will continue to build tunnels as long as the dead baby strategy works. As long as Israel replies, responds, they hide their ammunition, their fighters, their rockets um, among civilians. Civilians die. It's Hamas's fault, but the media blames it on Israel. It's a win. Hamas is winning the public relations, diplomatic, and political war. Look what they've succeeded in doing. They've killed these 1,200, we don't know the exact number of people because some of the bodies are burned beyond recognition. They've killed all these people. They've kidnapped all these people. They've raped. They've murdered. And what did they do? They succeeded in getting talks between the Saudis and Israel called off. Maybe forever. Maybe not. Hope not. I hope it continues. Uh, they have succeeded in turning world opinion against Israel. They've succeeded in turning college campuses all through the United States and all through Europe into centers of anti-Semitism and centers of hate. They have had a great success. And of course, they're going to do it again if they can. And that's why Israel has to do three things. If it's to win this war for humanity against barbarity, it has to destroy Hamas. It has to leave nothing left of Hamas the way nothing was left of the Nazi party and nothing was left of the Japanese imperial ruling class after the, the Second World War. So it has to defeat Hamas. Second, it has to destroy Iran's nuclear reactor. It has to punish Iran. Iran is the head of the snake. Iran is the reason all this is happening. And they're sitting there laughing all the way to the bank. They're making a fortune. They haven't lost anybody, um, you know, a couple of soldiers here and there when they made the mistake of firing on American uh, facilities. And third, maybe most important, is that Saudi Arabia has to come back to the bargaining table and say to Iran, look, I know what you try to do, and you've succeeded temporarily in the Arab street and the Muslim street is furious at Israel, but we're looking at long-term strategic interests and the long-term strategic interests of, of, of Saudi Arabia is to make peace with Israel in the way that Bahrain and uh, other countries in the Gulf have, have made uh, peace. Um, and um, if those three things are accomplished, then Israel can emerge from this and the civilized world can emerge from this saying, all right, Hamas, you didn't win this. But if any of those three are not done, even if two of the three are done, it will be a victory for Hamas. And the last thing you want now is a victory for Hamas, because a victory for Hamas is not just a defeat for Israel, it's a defeat for civilization. Now, you wouldn't know that by looking at the college campuses where people are cheering for Hamas. People are saying, Hamas are freedom fighters, freedom fighters. You know, the Nazis described themselves as freedom fighters. Mussolini uh, in Ethiopia, he described himself as freedom fighters. Anybody can describe themselves as as freedom fighters. Freedom fighters don't rape. Freedom fighters don't burn babies. Freedom fighters don't do what Hamas did on October 7th. How dare you demean the concept of freedom fighter by using that term? Um, and of course, you can propagandize a college student to do anything, um, and, and they have. And uh, what's going on on college campuses today is absurd. I just read a philosophy professor's lecture that was on slides and it was put online. And the philosophy professor says, you know, to have sex with somebody, you have to have 
You have to have consent. You have to have knowing consent. And if you have sex with somebody and you're Jewish, this is philosophy, professor. If you have sex with somebody and you're Jewish and you don't tell them you're Jewish, that's rape. That's even though they consented. They might not have consented if they knew you were Jewish. And so if you didn't tell them you're Jewish, it's lack of consent and it's rape. That comes straight out of Nazi Germany, where it was a crime to have sex with somebody who was Jewish. This is the University of Maryland, a teacher of philosophy, who puts that in lecture notes. We see signs all over universities now, chalk signs, signs on buildings, clean America of Jews. You know where that comes from? Directly from Nazi Germany. The Nazi Germany's philosophy was Jews are dirty, they're filthy, they're vermin infested. We have to clean Europe of, of the Jews. And when, when these idiots chant, Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. And they then try to persuade people like Congresswoman Tlaib. Oh, no, we didn't mean free of Jews. We meant free of uh, 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 occupation, uh, free of uh, uh, lack of freedom. No, you didn't mean that. You meant free of Jews. That's what the slogan means, free of Jews. Judenrein. That's what the German phrase was. Germany will be you den Rhein, no Jews. Europe will be you den Rhein. The Middle East will be you den Rhein, Talib. You know that, and you're lying. You know it isn't even a dog whistle. You know, today, if anybody on a college campus has a dog whistle that is even suggestive in any way of being anti any other minority, for example, at Yale Law School, a student sent an invitation to a party using a phrase I had never even heard. Um, uh, I don't know what the phrase was. I'll, 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 I'll try to look it up uh, for the next time. But it had nothing to do with blacks or gays or anything like that. But some people took it as a dog whistle. He was called into the dean's office, disciplinary committee, threatened with being expelled for something that was a nothing. But you have signs on college campuses, clean the Jews, gas the Jews, Holocaust point two, uh, and they don't get called in. Freedom of speech. No, freedom of speech means a single standard of freedom of speech. If you allow it for one group, you allow it for another group. But if you disallow it for one group, you can't allow it for the other group. Freedom of speech requires complete neutrality of content. The same rules have to apply. There's no such thing as a false idea under the First Amendment, as Chief Justice Rehnquist said in a 1990 decision. And the same thing is true of universities. You can't have one rule for blacks and one rule for Jews, one rule for gays and one rule for Jews, one rule for Muslims and one rule for Jews. No, you can't do that. That's called content discrimination. It's in violation of the First Amendment, and it's in violation of basic decency. And in some states, it's in violation of anti-discrimination laws. And so we have to be more honest about this. And we have to come through with what we're saying. We, we can't have these statements being done by President uh, Biden, who's generally done, I think, a, a fairly decent job uh, condemning Hamas. But he can't, in the same breath, talk about anti-Semitism on campus and anti-Islamophobia. And There's no Islamophobia on campus. 
you throw these things together for virtue, you know, oh, look, I'm just as opposed, I'm opposed to Islamophobia too, but there is, doesn't exist. Why not talk about uh, this, this horrible opposition we're seeing to Zoroastrianism or to anti-Kurdism? Or no, we're not seeing it. We're not seeing anti-discrimination against China. We're not seeing, we're not even seeing much protests against Russia on college campuses. They couldn't care less. The only people you protest today is against the Jews and the Jewish state. You can't even get a demonstration today about what's going on in uh, Russia and in in uh, uh, Ukraine. You can't get a demonstration today about what happened in Darfur, Rwanda, all these real Cambodia genocides. These are not human rights people who are who are joining together. They're anti-Semites. The Palestinians are the luckiest people in the world because the people who are allegedly oppressing them are Jews. And you know, if you're oppressed by a Jew, we'll demonstrate. If you're an Uyghur oppressed by the Chinese, who? Never heard of them. If you're a Kurd oppressed by Iraq and, 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 and uh, Turkey and Syria and Iraq, who? The Kurds? No, no, no. Yeah, there are 10 times as many Kurds as Palestinians, and they have a stronger case for statehood, but they're not being oppressed by the Jews, so why do we care? That's what this is about. This is core, classic, old-fashioned anti-Semitism. And the fact that you cannot get this administration or any administration to finally point their finger at a camera and say, the babies who are dying in the hospitals in Gaza are being murdered by Hamas, murdered by Hamas. Until you're willing to stand up and say that, you are avoiding the difficult and painful truth. And you are encouraging the dead baby strategy that Hamas will bring over and over again in Israel. And then if they succeed there, it's coming to a theater near you. So let's see what kind of questions there are today. Today, for some reason, I don't know why it is, but a number of the letters I got today bordered on the anti-Semitic. Um, I'll, I'll just read a couple of those, then we'll get to more sensible letters. It's really not hard to see why Jewish people have been persecuted all through history. It's not? Well, what's the reason? Give me the reason. Why have Jews been persecuted through history? Is it because of the Jews or because of the people who persecuted them? This is rampant, direct anti-Semitism. Your name is Alexis. Um, I can't read the last name, but... H-R-Y-N-C-Z-Y. It's probably not, not, not the correct name. But yeah, it, 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 it really is hard to see why Jews have been persecuted throughout history. And the answer has nothing to do with the Jews. It has to do with the people who persecuted them. Anti-Semitism is a, is a sickness, and we have to go after the sick people, not the people who are the victims of it. Um, another one. The word free in their little chant refers to their condition of freedom, Alan, not free of Jews. Now stop castrophizing. There'll be no prune juice if you don't behave. A little ageism, a little anti-Semitism. It's okay. I, I get your point. You were a decent lawyer until you joined MAGA. <laughs> Ask Donald Trump whether I ever joined MAGA. This is America, freedom of speech. I am an American. Why should I share your point of view 
I love my country. Do you, sir? Yeah, I love my country. I don't love you, though, because uh, what, what you wrote is, 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 is blatant bigotry. Standing, she was, this is uh, Tlaib, she was standing up for the Palestinians, you racist. No, she wasn't standing up for the Palestinians. If you stand up for the Palestinians, you oppose Hamas. If you stand up for the Palestinians, you call for a two-state solution. If you stand up for the Palestinians, you stand up for Hamas not to kill Palestinian babies. No, she doesn't stand up for the Palestinians. She's the racist. She is against Israel, the nation state of the Jewish people, and she's against Jews. And, and, and that's why she was censured uh, by an overwhelming vote of the House of Representatives uh, because she's the racist and she's the bigot. Anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Well, if it's only opposed to the nation state of the Jewish people, if you don't oppose other groups that have a religious basis, most countries, Great Britain has an established religion, obviously. Uh, many other countries in the world have established religion. If you only focus on uh, Israel, well, you know, if you're not an anti-Semite, you're a bigot. So use your own label. Okay. Professor Dershowitz, one of the biggest social media apps used by young people is TikTok, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's a large amount of anti-Israel material on posted by China. Um, uh, polls show 51% of young people in the United States believe the Hamas attack was justified. Does TikTok propaganda influence the youth of this country to the point it should be banned? Would you support doing so? No, I wouldn't support banning it. I would support answering on TikTok and, and using uh, the techniques that are used by Israel's opponents to make the case for Israel. For me, the answer to bad speech is almost always good speech. So I hope there'll be more good speech on TikTok. My son, Elon, the producer of the show, sends me TikToks every day, and they're a mixture. Uh, maybe he purposely, selectively picks out the ones he know I would like, but I know there are those uh, on, on both sides. Okay, one more question. What is your view on the United Nations, given their hostility toward Israel? Um, I don't like the United Nations. I see it out my window. I pass it all, every day on my walks. The United Nations, I think on balance, has done more harm than good. Um, I was a strong supporter of the UN. I, was, I worked for Arthur Goldberg um, when when he was a Supreme Court justice, and then he became U.S. ambassador to the U.N., and I consulted with him regularly there, and I was at the U.N. a lot. I go to the U.N. once or twice a year, um, but the the, the um, uh, Secretary General of the U.N. disgraced himself and the U.N. Um, by his recent statements about October 7th. So, you know, I'm not a fan of the U.N. I don't think the United States should be paying as much as they do for UN uh, dues, and um, certainly the UN Human Rights Council has been a disgrace and, and despicable and always anti-Israel, but the UN General Assembly has been too. They took a vote the other day, one-sided vote, um, you know, uh, 150 against Israel, seven or eight in favor of Israel, and the rest dissenters. But as Abi Eben once said, if the General Assembly of the UN voted on the resolution, the earth is flat, and, and Israel flattened it, 
it would win 126 to 21 with 32 abstentions. You could predict the votes. In the UN, votes are not done on the merits. They're done based on predispositions and government policies generally against Israel. I'll see you tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.